0: Hello everyone out there in cancer land this is trevor coming to you from man up to cancer world headquarters in lovely cape elizabeth maine i am psyched to have on the show today a rock star cancer advocate mental health advocate she is uh amazing grace charier really cool awesome french last name right is that is that french
1: yes it is <laughs>
0: Lovely. Um, so Grace, I'm going to just do a quick intro and then we'll get to Grace. So Grace is of African descent. She lives in Brooklyn, New York, and she believes, which I believe, that we are all global siblings no matter what part of the world we come from. Grace has a background as a mental health advocate working closely with member states and top officials at the United Nations. She's kind of a big deal. In 2016, Grace was diagnosed with stage 3 triple negative breast cancer which rocked her universe. And through that experience, Grace developed a powerful voice in cancer awareness, advocacy, and public policy. She hosts a social media talk show. Is that YouTube or other social media as YouTube, well? Grace? YouTube. A YouTube. YouTube talk show. You can find it, Cancer Convos with Grace B. That's Cancer Convos with Grace B on YouTube. And she is also the author of a memoir, Can't*. Pretty amazing, like the list goes on, but that's, you are um, full of energy, clearly.
1: <laughs> touch wood, touch wood. It, it's been crazy, you know, um, the last oh my four or five years. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for joining me and taking your time to do this. Um, let's start with your health now. So are you, you are cancer free now?
1: Yes. Um, I'm Supposedly NED, no evidence of disease. <clears throat>
0: that's Um, a beautiful phrase
1: yes it is a beautiful phrase and um, yeah um, I'm happy with um, how I feel and how I look Um, and like you said with energy you know we have to encourage ourselves so I try to encourage myself every day it's not easy but um, we hang in there yes
0: absolutely and do you have to do anything for maintenance um, therapy or or just monitoring at this point
1: just monitoring, just going for the usual blood work and um, annual um, MRIs and scans, and um, just all that you fun know, stuff. <laughs> keeping on top of everything. Yes, all that fun stuff indeed. <laughs> Clockwork. Yeah. So,
0: um, what if you could just give a quick summary of what your treatment was for? I mean, this is an aggressive cancer you faced.
1: Yes, it was an aggressive cancer, and. Um, um thank thankfully it was it was caught before it actually went into the other organs. Um, mm. As you rightly said, I was a stage three. Um, and so it was just um just to the lymph nodes, from the original site to the lymph nodes, which was my breast. And um, yeah, I had to undergo uh, chemotherapy, uh, have a mastectomy, and also radiation and that was no easy beans but that was what we had to do because um, it was a triple negative and triple negative um, is only taken care of with chemotherapy if yeah. i was a uh, you know uh, positive then i would have had some other treatment um, yeah
0: um, so it's so good to see you healthy and happy and vibrant um, So tell folks a little bit about your background. You are truly international. You were born in Nigeria.
1: Yes, I was born in Nigeria, the northern part of Nigeria, just. Um, My parents were diplomats. Um, I traveled a lot with them. I I schooled in Nigeria as well as England and also um, lived in France um you know because of you know my husband's French and um yeah I've I've been international let me you know it I wouldn't be able to finish telling you all about my background right now we need (laughs) like three hours or four hours but I'm just trying to you know make it short and sweet for your audience so yeah yeah
0: and your your accent is so lovely what there but there are parts of different cultures there too how would you describe it?
1: yeah um i'm nigerian and because i have a british background um and then of course that 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 comes across you know um, a lot of people always say you're not american are you and i say (laughs) no (laughs) you know i have a british background and also you know because i'm nigerian so these these accents don't rub off you know if i was here most probably 40 years ago, I would have had your accent, but now, you know, you can't can't change. It can't beat me, you know. Well,
0: it's such a um, conversation starter, too, because it's so fascinating. It's really cool. Thank you.
1: Um,
0: So let's launch into your advocacy work. Again, we could spend three hours talking about it because you are involved in so many projects, panels, advisory boards. Are you focusing most of your time and energy in one or two places or are you just spread out all over the place like sort of where do you where do you focus your time and energy regarding your advocacy work right now
1: regarding my advocacy work um i i push policies with the um american cancer society to make sure that you know that all the diverse populations have a chance at cancer screening um so we go to we, we talk to a uh, senators and um you know speakers um of of the house and you know try to push um you know uh our message about access to vital uh cancer screening services, funding for treatment and all that, make sure that these important um aspects are being uh, put into their budgets, you know. So I do that and um I also spend a lot of time, just like you, um, sharing the word and sharing the message with my YouTube channel, Cancer Converse with Grace B, Um, that that I had to, that was number one. I was doing that before I even came into the American Cancer Society or any other thing because um, unfortunately, during my journey, I bonded with many cancer patients who Lacked information, you know, um, they didn't even have a community, you know, like you understand because of the wonderful work you're doing, um, bringing all the guys, you know, under one umbrella to talk about their experiences. So um, this was crucial because a community is very, very vital uh to be a part of while while battling uh this monster called cancer or oh, any other chronic illness actually. It's a kind of a spirit of core. So um that's what I use um mm-hmm. cancer composed with Grace B for. Yes.
0: But so you're you have a background before cancer in coalition building and working across countries and issues. That background, <clears throat> did you feel like that really set you up for what you're doing now that you could apply those skills and experience to the cancer space
1: absolutely my my um involvement with the united nations actually opened up you know i mean um my dad was in the united nations as a diplomat so i kind of watched him you know as a young girl you know um, maneuver you know make things happen and all that but that was diplomacy uh this this was now diplomacy and health, you know, because for me at the United Nations, we were trying to make sure that mental health was inserted as key target in SDG3, because without um, uh, mental health, there's no health. But you, fa- I've, we found out that there were so many countries that didn't consider mental health a priority. You wouldn't believe it. So we had to, it was hard work. Having meetings upon meetings with, you know, uh, ambassadors and making sure that they reported to capital that this had to be made a priority, you know, it, it, a lot of behind the scenes um, wheeling and dealing. because yes, there's a lot of wheeling and dealing in, at the United Nations. They have to, you know, make sure one ambassador will have a friend maybe a hungarian ambassador will will be friendly with the the french ambassador and say listen this has come under our purview let's try and you know um form and you know an allyship and push this message so that's how um this helped me a lot and propelled me further to actually um get on with the the cancer advocacy and it's been amazing actually
0: it has so been. back to your time and, and energy, like your voice and your perspective and your knowledge, everything uh, would be so valuable for any number of organizations. So I'm sure that you're in you know high demand where people want you to get involved. How do you determine, do you just use you know gut instinct or uh, are you a data analyst in terms of like, how do you make decisions around what initiatives to get involved with? And you can't do them all because, you know, you, you can't, you, you still have to work, you know, you still have to focus on you. (laughs)
1: Yes, You're absolutely right. Um, I have so many, um, uh, you know, uh, initiatives coming at me, people coming at me, we want you to do this, we want you to do that, you can't do them all. Um, You know, you have to look out like today, I said, self care is pertinent, because if not, you have burnout. You know um you you know that you because of what you do as well so i like you said i have a gut feeling and first of all i have to know that i am um let us use the word you know aligned with your own um objectives if they match mine then it's okay you understand and it has to be consistent you can't just want me to do something for one week and that's it no if i'm gonna do something i do it for the long run so
0: awesome. you can't
1: say you're a cancer um ally and then you you have me on on the stage and then next week you know you're you're somewhere else you don't even refer back to the fact that you know we we you were we were allies <laughs> you know you supported us um so um i don't want that that issue of being used uh my 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 perspectives and my experience and everything um, being used um, for nothing. So, uh, yeah, as you said, I really, really have to, you know, listen to my, you know, sixth sense to say, okay, um, where are they coming from? Where are they going to first? These are questions I ask them. Right. And and it's it's
0: the, so it sounds like you're really looking for those deeper relationships
1: absolutely it's for the long run a lot of the the stuff i do now they've been for over, ever since it's it's going on 5 years my cancer will be 5 years november the 2nd when i finished my had my last chemo so um that between that time and now um i tell you that i've had so so many um you know uh Invitations and all that, but like I said, I I also have to deal with me, myself, and I, and that I don't get you know too carried away and you know succumb to ill health on 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 the way. So
0: yeah, hundred percent. And you mentioned um, objectives and aligning those objectives with the various groups, entities you work with. So tell us a little bit, if you could, about what those objectives are. And I guess what I mean by that is, you know, when you're old and gray and looking back on your advocacy work, what are those real core objectives that you can look back and say, you know what? I really made a difference in that.
1: Absolutely. Um, It's, you know, it's one thing um, having cancer, what happens afterwards You know it's survivorship because when you are going through the cancer it's 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 a vicious cycle you get up you get dressed you have your shower you have your, and then you're after your treatment you come back you sleep you then the next day then the next day then the next day or the next week the next week the next week um so it becomes monotonous you're not even thinking about oh what happens after But it is afterwards, you and I found out that the problems really begin. You don't have that routine anymore. Um, And during that period, you've probably lost your job. You've probably lost relationships You've probably lost so many things. So I deal with the survivorship aspect also of uh, cancer, because, uh, you know, when you're in the infusion room, you hear so many stories. I've been in the infusion room and a guy was served his divorce paper by his wife. Ooh. And we, yes, honestly, it's, it, you know, um, so it, these are the things that, that matter. And I, you know, the objectives that are being pushed towards me, I'm like, you're just talking about the cancers. Can I, you know, um, put in my own input? Can I have my own input? Can we do something about survivorship? So it gives me an opportunity to create, you know, something alongside what they are even proposing. Do you understand? Yes. So um it's, you know, I have my 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 foot in the game. And that game is how do we actually you can talk about cancer or oh, the um uh what is it, the symptoms that this, that. We all know that. Everybody reads about cancer uh, 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 symptoms, but what happens after is 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 what I actually am very particular about. Because unfortunately, during my 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 journey, I bonded with so many cancer patients who, who who even started a treatment with me and and passed on, and they didn't pass on from the disease per se, but to to all the stress and anxieties of their inability to access information like i mentioned before uh, screening services funding for their treatment many of them were beginning to pay out of pocket you know insurance didn't back them up and then you know they lacked communities too so these are all the things that i i say listen let's i go with what you want me to do but at the same time, could we add this? And thank God they give me that that um, leverage to be able to create um other programs to go with the objectives.
0: that is wonderful, you know, survivorship. Um it's it comes up a, this what exactly what you're talking about comes up a lot in our group, in the howling place group, you know, um, of men. And because a lot of men in our group are um are in that phase where they're done with treatment they are maybe they're NED you no know evidence of it, it's a disease but 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 then somehow they are feeling <clears throat> uh, more adrift uh, more anxiety more depression more issues in their life all of a sudden propping up and and then everyone around them is you know celebrating like hey you, you know you you're done with cancer you, you know you can move on now it's all over right but as you know it's not that simple right and cancer's once you have cancer it's it's never really over it's just survivorship is a different phase of it and it can be unexpected like you might think i'm oh i'm going into survivorship everything's going to be smooth sailing now and all of a sudden bam
1: bam (laughs) yes exactly you'll hit you know so that that is it
0: yeah so awareness around that's really important because i think i think most people who don't have like a close-up view on the cancer experience Mm-hmm. make assumptions about that like you know you're you're done with chemo you're you're cancer free so everything's good and um i think survivorship um can be even harder because when you're in active treatment you have a plan you have a directive you have an objective you know you're taking action and then all of a sudden your team is like yep we'll see you in a year for your checkups and it's like okay now what
1: <laughs> exactly and then when you stop you're like oh my god now i've stopped Maybe this thing is gonna come back again. So you have that at the back of your head, you know, that, oh, you've stopped and it's it's a month, it's two, it's three. You know, that fear of recurrence that we all have. It's right. it's it's crazy. So
0: what are some um, of the things that you do personally to for your self care to um to manage or to cope with that piece of it now that you're coming up on five years into your survivorship?
1: Yeah, when when I when I start having those uh, recurring thoughts of a recurrence, you know, I, I switch, I switch moods, I, I go into something productive, I go, you know, I love music, so I blast music. Um I'm, I'm into faith, my faith is very, very strong. I, I could play gospel music, I could dance, I could just to, you know, take away that, because you know, we we may not be in active treatment, but we're not done with cancer. It's it's something that we have to live with. Um, uh live with the fact that it could come back on. You you hear stories of people who have had cancer three times or four times. You're like, hey, what happened? What, <laughs> I mean, how one, two, three, four, you yeah. know, and I'm like, oh my goodness, how did they even manage that? How what happened? Yeah, and um, so that's that's how I try to get rid of those ugly thoughts, you know. Um, just not think about it. Condition myself. It's it's a it's a hard uh, sell, but I try to condition myself not to think about it. Yeah.
0: Thank you for that. I think that's important, and I love talking to you know many guests around that issue. So I appreciate it. So let's shift gears. Um, so I want to talk about the topic near and dear to my heart, which is men and isolation and cancer. So a lot of people listening to this show, um, you know, I built this show around or for, you know, men impacted by cancer and the people who love us. So I, I hope to make it accessible to everyone really who's impacted by cancer. But, um, you know, so we have a lot of guys out there listening to this and they may be thinking, so Trevor, this is a really amazing guest. We love grace, but how does this overlap with, you know, the man up to cancer stuff? Mm -hmm. And for me, it it aligns perfectly because you and I come from very different cultural backgrounds, right? And I am very interested to learn. I want to learn from as many people as I can about how culture um, relates to the issue that I'm working on, which is to try to get men to Uh, go see a doctor get their cancer screenings and if they get cancer to not isolate so I'm really interested to talk to you and learn from you about your experiences with men in your life or 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 just men um that you've come across in the cancer space have have you seen this same um phenomenon of men kind of sticking their head into the sand and not wanting to deal with health issues
1: (laughs) oh my goodness across board you know (laughs) I'm African, but it's the same with, you know, American guys or British yes. guys or Canadian guys. It's the same. Men will always be. We're
0: crazy. all bad at it, is what you're saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you're all good. But you guys always try to um, avoid the issues, you know, um, like I had True. posted somewhere. I said a guy would, you know, look out for what's happening to the his, the, the engine in his car than for what's happening to his own body engine, you understand. Uh, Ooh, take yeah. it immediately. Take it immediately to the mecha- me- mechanic. But um, for you to look into why you're having that stomach ache or why you're having that continuous headache is um, no. You have to be pushed. But um, great one of analogy. The re- I love that. Yeah, one of the reasons that I actually started. Um, uh, cancer converse with Grace B was also to reach out to my brothers and sisters on the continent. Um, because the is worse in the sense that we have misconceptions to deal with. We have myths to deal with. Um, where I come from already saying that you already, you, you, you have a cancer diagnosis. It's like the death knell. Oh, oh. she's gone because I know people were frightened when they got to know that I had cancer. It was like oh my god you know yep. so um as regards uh, le- let me talk about my 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 um African brothers first yeah please like, please um uh, or let me say the black men let me yes. say the black men especially there's that, that's still that ego thing because they have been brought up, to fight for themselves and uh, not to crumble under any challenge um if 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 you're being hit on the head you don't cry if you fall down you don't cry and so when when something of this magnitude as uh, you know uh, cancer or any other health issue is staring them in the face it's that's something they wanted they wouldn't even discuss it with their friend that they go have a go to the uh, to a bar with, to have a drink they keep <laughs> it all bottled up you right. know so um it's it's these are things that you know i try to say that you know this attitude has to be dispelled at all costs and get men to to talk about their disease um in nigeria where i come from they don't talk about it you you find out that you know it's the wives that notice something and mm-hmm. say ah. You have been, you know, stooling for such a long time, or you you're having issues peeing or, you know, that kind of thing, but the guys will say, no, no, no. Well, okay. And even get upset that they're being, you know, asked these questions or being, you know, prodded to, to go see a doctor. So this is, this is why I feel that you're doing a fantastic job where, where guys have a space to come, you know, uh, and talk about their, their fears and all that. Um, Black guys are very reluctant to honestly, I have wanted to interview a couple of my brothers who are cancer survivors, they don't even want to share their stories. They don't want to they say grace, we love what you do, we support everything you do, but no, heck, we're not. But you have sons, You know, you have friends who may need to um, listen to what you've been through, your experience. It could help them, right? And it could help you because even by talking about your experience, you there's there's you feel better. You feel better. You know, it's cleansing, and also um, you feel better mentally that you're giving somebody else a chance. You know, to face this demon you understand so um those myths and misconceptions have to be uh dispelled at all costs to get uh 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 african men and black black men to talk about this that there, there, there is a huge stigma in this yes. 21st century still a huge uh, stigma even though a lot is being said about prostate cancer, testicular cancer, something like that. But no, the guys won't talk about it, you know. So
0: that's a great summary. And thank you for sharing that because, and it just makes me think what we really want to do is, so if you're a guy, if, you, if you're a proud man out there and, and you feel like um, you want to handle everything on your own and you're just, you're going to, you know, you're not going to talk about it. You're not going to get help from it. The end goal of all of this is to survive. And if you want to be strong and, and survive and take care of your family, or let's say you're a man who you really pride yourself on taking care of your family, taking care of the others around you, um, but you're not going to be able to do that if you're not around. If you isolate going through, or if you don't get your screenings, if you don't go to the doctor, if you don't take care of your health, you're putting yourself in a worse position in terms of you being around to actually do the strong things you want to do. And then if you do get a cancer diagnosis, if you isolate, your medical outcomes are going to be worse because you're not going to be able to get the best care, you know. And so it's not just about emotional support. Like this is about practical medical outcomes. So <clears throat> by, by avoiding it or not getting help or by feeling like you're, you're too strong to accept help or seek it out. You're actually putting yourself in a worse position for survival. So that's my point. And that's what I want to, you know, I, I hope together we can reach out to more black men um, and, and, and really like say like, hey, this isn't just about talking about your feelings or getting it out there. Like we understand like that might not be your thing, but if you want to be around to do all the things you want to do to raise your kids, to be that dependable man in your family you got to survive. And survival means catching your cancer or or, or preventing it to begin with, catching it early and doing the things that you need to do to make it through this, right?
1: Absolutely. Well said, honestly. That is the call to action which every man has to adhere to. You know, catching it early is the best. Because, you know, until there's a cure for cancer, prevention is the cure. So you have to do what you have to do to make sure that you nip any anything in the bud before it becomes too late.
0: So somehow we have to communicate that taking care of your health before, you know, before you get sick and then definitely after you get sick is a sign of strength and bravery rather than weakness. And that I think is the cultural shift that that is our that that's that really sums up what I'm trying to do and and I just I'm so glad to have you as an ally for this because I really feel like it's Possible. I feel and again to your book title, right? Like, yeah, I I, I feel (laughs) like this is possible, but we need to acknowledge it and we need to take action.
1: Absolutely. You know, and that's has to continue to be eroded, you know, um, and demystify. That's that. That's why I say my tagline for my show is demystifying cancer. We're not going to allow it to, you know, take a hold of us. We're going to break it down into pieces so people know that this is what it's all about, and how do we tackle it? And the first thing we have to do to tackle it is to go get those screenings. You know, go for your medical checks. You know, don't shy away from it. Don't procrastinate. For my black, my my black brothers and my African brothers, you know, um, the myths that uh, cancer stems from karma or curse or is contagious this is absolutely gross misinformation you know that 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 hurt rather than help the efforts by by um what should i say individuals families and communities to prevent detect or treat it so let's stop with the archaic thinking and um know that cancer is not a curse it's it's a sickness and has to be dealt with
0: Right. Oh, man. So true. And so, I, you know, and I will say this, like the Man Up to Cancer mission and the Howling Place group, I always wanted that to be, and it's always a goal of mine and still is a goal of mine to have that be a, a, as diverse a place as possible. Whether it comes to race, ethnicity, uh, religious beliefs, um, cultural beliefs, uh, you know, we are stronger in our diversity, Abs 100%. There's no doubt about it. And we learn from one another. And, and we can connect over, I mean, we have a lot more in common than we even think about. So I, I hope to continue, um, you know, diversifying, you know, within the group itself. So I, my, the door is open. And if you have people that want to have conversations with me (laughs) about these things and about my views on, um, you know, really taking charge of our health, um, please send them our way.
1: (laughs) Oh, definitely. You'll be hearing from a couple of brothers (laughs) now that they, they they will know that they have a safe space, you know?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we, we welcome everyone. Any, any man who's impacted by cancer is welcome in our community. Mm -hmm. And and then also by association, all all of their community as well. You know, through this podcast, this podcast is for everybody. Like I said, so thank you so much. Can you, so I I do need to, we need to start thinking about getting you on the gauntlet of random questions. I have some good ones for you today. Before we do that, where, so people can find you on, on YouTube, Cancer Convos with Grace B.
1: Um, They can find Um, your
0: book, your book, Yeah, Tell us a little bit more about where, where to find you online.
1: Imposicant is on Amazon. Um, That's, you know, and, and then uh, Cancer Convos with Grace B is YouTube cancer convos with grace b is also on facebook uh, i moderate um, a very engaging uh, page there and community there i'm on linkedin grace b Charrier, and um, i'm also on instagram which you know so um, awesome. You you have all my links. So, yeah, you're everywhere. Yeah.
0: We can find you. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything else on that topic? Like, did that conversation spark anything that, that you had on your mind that you wanted to talk about before we move on?
1: Um. And no, I think we actually covered everything. It's just you know that I'm I'm really honored to be a part of your awareness uh, campaign because oh. it it hits home. I've had uncles and brothers uh, impacted by cancer and who have kept it hidden until you know they can hide it again. Uh, by by the time you right. know it was let out, it was too late. You. It's know? So, so sad.
0: Uh that's so heartbreaking.
1: It's it's really sad. So um many colleagues associates friends um blood relatives have been victims and sadly have not lived to tell their stories so
0: oh, we got let's we gotta we have to we have, we have to, to have more it. people survive this yeah absolutely uh, you know wow thank you for our, sharing that
1: our foot on the pedal yeah yeah thank yeah you. yeah thank you i mean like you said
0: it, it is a cross-cultural thing i mean it's different There, there are different nuances to it but you know it's the same thing. It's the it's the friend who comes to me and says, "Yeah, I've been having this nagging headache for mm-hmm. two years now, but I'm afraid to go to the. I don't want to go to the doctor because I'm afraid of what he's gonna say. It's like, okay, well that that's really taking care of business, right? No, mm-hmm. no. Exactly. Uh, before, so before we jump into my random questions for you, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on today?
1: Yeah, I I, I loved our conversation. I'm just I, I would just like to thank you for the opportunity to lend oh. my and my insights i'm, I'm so
0: honored the gratitude come. is all mine like i knew it's so funny like you're this city lady international woman of mystery <laughs> I, I, like, no um, way. like you know <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm just this you know country guy up here in maine like we, we have the, we come from such different places country guy <laughs> well but the, but it's, so it's interesting because we come from such different backgrounds but the moment yeah. i first talked to you i was like i felt an immediate connection like this is one you of my too. people Me too.
1: <laughs> same same don't you see i yeah, always you
0: know hey trap, hey trap oh so good thank you grace all right it is time i have five random questions for you that are going to put you on the hot seat and make you do some quick thinking okay. here we go what place in the world would you most like to visit that you have never been to before Bali. And this is tough for you because you've been to a lot of places, but Bali is the place for you. Okay.
1: I've never been. So All right. I'd love to go there.
0: Is there any specific reason?
1: I've seen pictures of it and, you know, people, I have friends who have been and have, you know, made me so jealous. So
0: T- take us <laughs> with you. P- please put us in your luggage. All right. Amen. Um, if, if you could eat only one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Salmon. Solid and healthy. Yeah. Wow, good job. I'm super unhealthy. I would for sure <laughs> pick, you know, pizza. Um if you were arrested, what would your friends and family assume you had done?
1: They'd be shocked I was arrested in the first place. <laughs> They'd be mighty shocked. They'd say probably, you know,
0: No way. They so, wouldn't believe it.
1: No way, no grace. <laughs>
0: I'm all right. I'm thinking some type of protest though. Like you, you, you're, yeah, maybe you're part of a protest movement. and oh, get hauled Okay. Away.
1: Okay. Let's see. Um, equality. Yeah. Supporting women and girls. Yes. Love yes. it.
0: Yes. Right. I could, you, you would gladly get arrested for that. Uh, yes, I would. <laughs> um, what about style choices? Have you ever made a really bad style choice that you look back on and say, what did I do that for?
1: Um, uh, let's see I'm usually very um conservative when it comes to my style
0: all right so then maybe you don't regret any choices at all maybe you feel good about your style
1: I I don't really regret anything yeah I as regards that no
0: I accept that that's excellent Mm -hmm. um and just to finish up what actress would play you in a movie about your life
1: What so actress? if
0: like if can't gets turned into a movie, we got to have a great actress oh, to oh, play uh, Grace. Do
1: you know, I've been thinking about which actress would play me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Don't be
0: shy. Pick someone great. Taraji.
1: Or- Taraji. I like Taraji.
0: Perfect. Yes. Awesome. I
1: like her. Mm-hmm. Let's
0: make some calls.
1: Yes, let's do that. <laughs> Hollywood, here we come.
0: <laughs> Hollywood, here comes Grace. Oh, thank you. This has been a lot of fun. And also serious, you know. I love that blend. So we can we can talk about our advocacy and then have some laughs. So thank you so much for your spirit, your generosity, your incredible work. I'm honored to, you know, advocate with you, and I'm excited to see what you're going to you. do. And I look, I, I hope that I can help amplify and support um, your objectives as you continue. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. you're you're a young Absolutely. woman. How how old are you, Grace?
1: Yes, forty. Two, no way. Are you kidding me? <laughs> How old? I'm over 50.
0: Come on, really?
1: truly. What kind of
0: sorcery is happening with you then? Meg? <laughs> I'm a
1: sorceress,
0: yes. <laughs> you, there's no way. All right, I'm over, yeah, 50. right. And I ask women, like, I don't know, there's that. That's probably, I probably shouldn't ask people yeah. their ages on no, this show. No, but... no. I mean,
1: uh, you yeah. know. I I go out with my daughter and people think my daughter is my sister.
0: I am not surprised by that. But anyways, my point is you are young and you've got decades of advocacy and good times (laughs) to to come for you. So thank you so much again.
1: Thank you so much for having me on your wonderful show. God bless you.
0: And God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Man Up to Cancer podcast. If you want to support our mission, visit patreon.com backslash man up to cancer. Monthly subscriptions start at 5 bucks, less than a single cup of coffee at some establishments. And if you know a man struggling with the isolation that cancer can bring, let him know about us. The Wolfpack doors are always open.